Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming, adulthood. Relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals, the Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, The Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hey there, friends. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Adulthood Revisited podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kiston. I am super thankful, super grateful that you're here spending your time with me wherever you are in the world doing whatever it is you may be doing. If you haven't already done so, if you can take a brief moment after this episode and head to wherever you get your podcasts, if you can share, subscribe, leave a rating, a review, it'll mean so much to me from the bottom of my heart. I truly appreciate it. And let's get right to it. Episode 100. I this I don't know when I started this where it was going to go what it was going to be like but here we are episode 100 it's it's just super I'm super thankful super grateful that I've had the opportunity to do this I've learned a lot uh, and as we dive into this episode just reflecting on it learning some lessons and hopefully having some laughs and I'm super super enthused Super pleased to introduce my girlfriend, one of the, probably the genesis of this show, and why why <laughs> it came about, um, Stephanie Reveron. How are you? And welcome to the Adulted Revisited Podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Episode 100. Congratulations. Finally. Yes. I am the one who created it all. I, I helped you start this podcast during that one lovely night last year actually it's been almost a year since you've had this right correct just about i you know i should have checked the the actual date when i launched but um yeah it's been it's been about a year so i want to dive into your and we talked about this a little bit earlier but your experience just I, i think 
observing, being in it, seeing what occurs in the background and what that's like. But let's go back behind to that story. Because I'm behind the scenes. Okay. Let's go back to that story, which I, I think I was pretty candid and I shared it a few times on the show. But I came back from my cousin's uh, birthday party. Yes. I was not in good shape. But no. As a result of that, this was born, which is cool. But I'd love for you to share your experience. The moment you walked in the door, drunk, like a slob kebab, like we were 20 years old back in college, like to the point where he couldn't even stand up. And then he gets up and he throws up all over the floor and I think he already explained the story. So I'm laying on the couch in the living room and just thinking to myself, what is this man doing? He's 35 years old and acting, maybe not acting, I, maybe I shouldn't say that. He's, he's experiencing life as if he was still 20 years old. And, oh, sorry, I thought you were gonna pause something. Sorry, anyways. See, this is my first podcast. Let's go. Sorry. I Anyways, can't edit this. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's real life. It's real life. Um, they'll love it, maybe. Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, what, what is going on with this? What is going on with him? Like, we've only been dating. This was pre-COVID days. And I think we were dating maybe six months, barely six months. And I was, like, even rethinking who... Who am I dating? But I think I kind of came to the realization I just have to talk to him. I said, I don't think I said anything to you. To, I don't think I said anything to you that night. But the next morning, I know I definitely just approached you and was like, what is going on? Like to the point where was it something that is going on in your life that you're just trying to let out or, or what is happening because I don't think I've ever seen you act like that and it was like uncharted behavior from you and I forgot I honestly forgot what I asked you that really made you sit there and think do you remember what it was what did I say I want to say you probably remember I want to say it was something like are you happy with your life yes thank you that was the question I think I asked you, are you happy? And I forgot why I came to that conclusion and asked you that. And that I feel like is what hit you the most from what I said. I think I asked you, why are you being dumb and acting like you're in college? But then I think I asked you, like, are you really happy with your life the way it is, what you're doing? Like, is this how you want to live? Is this how you want to come home? And I apologize if you hear Uncle John breathing in the background, by the way. <laughs> but I think that was the question. It, it was. Right? And I, I recall I needed, this was one of the first times I think in my life 
where when someone asks something, I, I, I actually took a, I took a while to just sit there and think on it, mm-hmm. which upset you. I don't know why. <laughs> I was mad about that. I'm like, he's not responding. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, fine. Don't talk to me anymore. Like, ask someone a serious question and like, you expect them to answer it. No, let someone sit and like think about it for a bit. But that was one of the f- few times I remember in my life where like, I really examined what I was, who I was, what I was being. I think one of the few other times I can remember was probably when I, when I woke up from surgery. Mm-hmm. Like what? Why am I here? Like what did I do in my life? All, all the all the traumatic events occurred. Like when I was shot, the same kind of questions went through my head. When I woke up from surgery, same kinds of questions. And that night, I mean that morning, because you were peeved, you went for a jog. I remember that. Yeah. And when you came back, and you asked me like, "Am I happy?" I was like, "I worked out. I just because I was like, I want to go to." Oh, what did I say? I went to a soul cycle. I actually went to a soul cycle class. The last one I was able to go to. Um, yeah. I got up early and I was like, I'm just going to leave. Whatever. <laughs> but, but it was a good, it was a good, like, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm a new person as a result of that. I think lots of things, it, it needed to occur. Not, let me take a step back. I still don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that I am an alcoholic mm-hmm. I don't think that I have I engage in or have engaged in like regularly offensive rude incorrigible behavior like I admit I do go out and have drinks with friends I admit that like I enjoy being social and that to me is like going out and being with the people in my life mm-hmm. but I don't think like it those kinds of experiences are more the aberration than, than the norm. Right, but I, th- yes, and I totally understand that. And I was like, okay, yes, I totally get it. But do you have to get to the point where you're completely hammered and you are stumbling everywhere? Is that a good time for you? It's, Does that satisfy? I don't. Know, I don't want to derail the conversation. But I don't know. Okay, it's right. not that I. I didn't. I don't think I ever have drank. And but like that night, it wasn't with the intention of like that occurring. It's even when I drink. Look, I, it it happened not that long ago, right? Where we went out for beers and right. I'm like. I'm okay, okay, I sit down and all of a sudden it's like, I'm ordering an Uber to go home myself, or whatever, right? And, sure, there, there's like elements of that that I, I can examine further and try to figure out like why that occurs. Um, but I only bring that up to say it's like, it was a point where, while I, I don't know necessarily that I'm an entirely different transformed being today, than I was then, a year ago, I do think that there was a lot of like powerful lessons from that experience that I still think about, especially when I'm out, especially when I'm like having drinks with friends. Right. I think it gave you the opportunity to reflect on that, to reflect on your life as a whole from that one experience. 
for you from a very basic question. I feel like maybe that was something you need to hear through me, and that's why it hit you that yeah, way. Yeah, but, but, like, I appreciate it because when you ask the question, am I happy? I remember, uh, like, I don't know if exactly that, but it was, I know those words were, the, were in the question. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. And that was, like, are you happy? Are you happy with your life? Are you happy with, like, how you're living life? Whatever it is, but some, some iteration of that. And... Uh, right, and I think from me saying that something hit you where maybe, or you realizing I'm not happy. I, that, that is exactly it. I looked around at my apartment. I looked around at my right. finances. I looked around at my health. I looked around at like all these just immediate aspects of my life. And I realized this is not, not that I'm not happy or content, mm-hmm. but it could be better. It could be better and mm-hmm. that's that's what was what hit me in that moment right so thank you for that if i didn't tell you okay. for thank you for that and there's no shortage of criticism coming regularly but. and ar revisited was born that was it i think i recorded the first episode <laughs> that that day you did. I remember. No, I think was it that day. I think it was, it was that day. Was it that day or the day after? It's like you know what? I had this idea for. I, I wanted on this podcast for a long while. I just put it, shelved it, and like, born from that day, from that issue, was you know what? Why am I putting off the things that I really want to do in life? Mm-hmm. And one of them was the podcast. Podcast with Uncle John. Yep, sorry, he's snorting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, he's a co-host. He's a co-host. Yes. So, let me ask you this. Alright, we got it down. I, I came, I, was, I showed up as a drunkard. You were not happy, but from that we... I, we've obviously moved on, and yeah. I think you certainly have as well. And we've learned and talked about it, reflected, and you move on, as you do in life. And one thing I have to say about your podcast is I have seen it evolve over time within maybe you saying, I don't feel like I've grown as a person, but in a way I've seen you grow with this podcast alone. Tell me more. Like you didn't, you weren't even doing this when I met you like this. I had. I didn't even know you had aspirations to be a podcast host. I had no idea until that one night. And you're like, I want to start a podcast. And you already had the equipment and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and from there, like, I've seen you, you may not see it, but I have seen you grow as a person. Um, not so, I guess more even emotionally too. Emotionally and mentally, like, more... More willing to to listen, I think, and you listen. And I hear your interviews with people, and you're listening to what they're saying, and that is that in itself is a skill. It truly is a skill that not a lot of people have and can really use. And I, I see you do that, and I see you really listen. You pick up on what people say, and you're able to carry on the conversation. And I've noticed you you're getting 
the conversations are getting more interesting as time has gone on with your podcast, from what I've seen. And you've had great people on too, I must say. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, my, all my guests have been superb. All of them have been superb. Um, but, but yeah, even from like your first interview you did, from like maybe a couple weeks ago, it's a total improvement. I want to ask you about like just just the lifestyle experience because and I, I shared with this this with you earlier um, if a lot of conversations that I have with people who are in like pursuit of some kind of cre- call it a creative career mm-hmm. but a lot like a lot of conversations I have with people in affiliate marketing some of the podcasters and whatnot and there's like because it's community right we can when I talk to people, it's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've got, I've got to finish this email. I got to send this podcast, like blah blah blah, send, send out X, Y, and Z. And me and my my girlfriend wants to like chill or watch TV. It's like, Ugh. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just like, what what's your experience like living with someone who's creating master plans all the time and <laughs> yeah. on his computer and talking to whoever on the other end of some Zoom meeting, some mastermind class, some entrepreneur group, I don't know, something every night. It's like, no, I gotta send out this email. I gotta finish talking to, I gotta close the sale. I'm like, okay, do what you gotta do. I'm going to bed. I, for me, sorry, oh John, ah, sorry. Um, I don't see it, I might laugh at you and make fun of you, and I've told you this before, but I also admire what you do. I almost envy that because it's like you are really putting yourself out there, you are taking the risk, you have the confidence to just do something different and to think outside of the box and to create this whole online world, entrepreneur, business, things that a lot of people don't even think about. Or maybe they wanna do it, but they don't, they're, they're too scared. They're, they have that fear, that resistance. But you, I see you just fight through that. And I guess that's what I see when I look at you when you do that. Not so much like, oh God, what the hell is he doing? It's more like, wow, like you're actually doing something that you like to do, that you enjoy doing, that you're passionate about. And not too many people can say that. I know I certainly can't. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of like setting aside ego, particularly because by trade, I'm a lawyer, and right. I think family, people in my life, the idea of setting aside pursuing or continuing my law career in exchange for something that, the, if, if I tell my family members affiliate marketing, the response is like, what, what kind of scam are you up to, Rich? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of setting aside ego and whatnot, which is challenging. It's like something I gotta, especially when, you know, maybe you're not seeing the results you, you, 
you want, especially financial results, like it, it, it can be frustrating um, and like emotionally taxing that you know, is this the exchange in life? Like pursuing something that you enjoy and you enjoy doing through time. Like your time is finite, so might as well be doing stuff that you enjoy. But if the exchange is like having to experience struggle and frustration and failure, that's that's like a hard ask sometimes. Like it, it really gets to me at times. Um, I want to ask you also about 2020. I mean, it, we're at the time of recording this, we're in February. So mm-hmm. a month is already passed in 2021, which is fine though. 2020 is not that far back. Like it was there. We wanted to shut the door on it, but a lot happened for you in 2020 mm-hmm. in terms of where you, where you are in life. You went through some career stuff, relationship stuff. Maybe what, what are your, how, how have you like evolved in that time? And if I can, like maybe bring it back to some of the things you shared about observing me, because I know that I've invited you to see if this is, if like you'd like to pursue something comparable mm-hmm. and maybe there was a space for it, maybe not. But what was that like for you as you were navigating your like, career issues um, and then maybe the op- balancing that against, is there a space for you to do something that you want to do? Yeah. And you're right in saying like 2020 certainly did hit me hard. Like I think everyone else did in the entire world um, in 2020. Um, I don't think there was one person I know that wasn't affected in some way in 2020. Um, and what happened to me was I was laid off like millions and millions of people in the whole country. Um, way back when COVID first started, um, I work in healthcare. So I do consult, I did consulting pretty much in healthcare. Um, and so there really wasn't a need for it when COVID came, unfortunately, um, working in the New York city area. So therefore there I was not really knowing if I wanted to go back into healthcare and being like, and not really thinking about it in a bad way. Like I was almost relieved that I was laid off. I'm like, you know what? This is my opportunity to do what the heck I want to do. I'm like, I didn't feel like I needed to get a job right away. I'm like, let me take my time and figure out what truly makes me happy. What is it? Where, where do I want to be in my life? What do I want to do? I have the time to do that. And as, as I was going through that and really, I truly thinking and doing some soul searching and really trying to figure out what it was, I was seeing you kind of continue to do your thing with your online business and your, your groups and whatever else that you do affiliate marketing, all of that. Funnel hacking. I don't even know what the heck you want to call it. Um, but he was doing his own thing. His, he had his own business. 
And I was like, I want to do that. And I've always had that in me. And I've told you this um, when we first met, I always felt like I could see myself having my own business one day. What that is, I don't know. And I still to this day have no idea. So I, as I was going through soul searching after I got laid off, um, I, I started to realize like I didn't know and I didn't know how to search for what it is, what that knack was. It wasn't affiliate marketing. It wasn't what he was into, what Rich was doing. It needed to be what Stephanie's doing and what Stephanie likes to do. And, and there's a bunch of things I like to do. I love to exercise. I'm into health and fitness. I love to meditate. I'm, I'm into spirituality and, and all of that woo-woo stuff. All of it. But I didn't necessarily think I wanted to make an online business out of it. I don't want to be a health coach. I don't want to do life coach stuff. And I felt like that was the only avenue I could take with the things that I like to do. So, so with that, that's kind of what pushed me into just start, just kind of push that, I guess my, I'm, I guess I feel like I pushed my dreams to the side and I just started interviewing like towards the, uh, like the end of 2020. I just started interviewing and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Let me just look for a job. And so of course, eventually I found a job and I, and I love what I do now. I really enjoy where I work. Um, I love what I do. I feel like I make a difference. Um, but at the same time, there's that piece of me that I know truly inside, I am not living my truth. I am not living my true destined, what I'm destined to be doing. And I think I know what that is. And, and it's just the fear is there. And it shows up so much for me that I feel like I'm not even letting myself see what that is. Can I ask you, and this is... This if that's may, making any sense, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going yeah. on a tangent here. No, no, actually, that's, that's perfect. And this is going to be <laughs> great. Uh, hope this doesn't take you off guard. Okay. But saying, thinking about what you just said, mm-hmm. about maybe I'm not living, what, like, living my life the way, like my true... Like you're not your truest self. I've, I've got to figure out exactly what you said, but it was like you're you're putting setting aside what you really want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Hearing yourself say that, how does that make you feel? I don't feel good saying it. I I almost feel like it's. I almost think like. I, it's almost like the tables are turning where it's like, you're asking me, like, are you, are you happy? I feel like I, I feel like you did a year ago right now where I'm like, you know what? I, I am happy with what I do, but I know I can be and do so much more. And I think that's where my ego and resistance and fear come into play with me not it's almost like a fear of um being successful it's a fear of going outside of the box being someone being different and taking that risk and being okay if you fail at it 
but knowing that's what you're meant to be doing. Have you ever had that feeling before? I have, because I've always imagined myself, I've always imagined myself being successful. Even when I was little, I remember just pretending like I was going to work. And my parents could attest to that too, just pretending I was working, playing like office or whatever. And maybe that's where I am truly meant to be in an office, working at a real company maybe, doing what I love. And maybe I haven't found that yet. I don't know, I just, I also live on the, I also live in a world where I, I feel like I'm guided. And that's where the spirituality comes into place with me is I feel like I'm being guided and I feel like this job has guided me here for a reason and it will take me to where I know I am meant to be. If I'm talking in circles, I don't know. You're, I see your face, I'm like, oh boy, now here she goes talking about like the universe and Oh, manifestations. Okay, anyways. That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I want to ask you about, if, if you're open to sharing a little about, you've had, like the premise of the Adulthood Revisit podcast is looking back at maybe some of those inflection points in your life, those major milestones that you had a choice and it's like red pill, blue pill, left, left path, right path. A couple years ago, I mean, felt like you shared with me that you f you were in that kind of place too. Like you wanted something, you wanted your life to be a certain way, and it just wasn't that way. Um, how how do you feel about that now? Like looking back at some of the major or decisions you've made to get you to where you are today, are there certain aspects of the, that decision making that again I don't want to call it regrets. But if it's a regret or that looking back on it, you'd, you'd do differently certain things? Would I change anything I've done in the past? Would I, now that I'm looking at my life today, would I do anything differently? Sure. Probably not, because I certainly believe that everything in your life happens to you, not for you. And I know other people have quoted that. Um, and it's truly something that hits me every time I hear someone say it or I read it somewhere because it is true in my mind. I, I look back at things that have happened to me and choices I've made and, and it's like, it's happening for me. There's a reason why this is happening and I need to look to see why I need to search within and, and within that learning from it and, and knowing I need to take that next right step for myself that I think is the next right step. It, might, it may not be the, right, the next right step for you or for anyone else, but it's, it's my next right step. So when I think back on regrets, I feel like I don't have any because I, in my mind, I've always seen them as the right step for me to where I feel I am being guided to.
2020 was a year of, like, again, I, in my 36 years on this earth, I mean, there are plenty of people who have lived many, many more years, but, and, and I wish that I can reach that, that place. But 2020 was, I think, like a year unlike any other I recall with the pandemic, with social injustice, race issues, with, um, you know, just practically every kind of political issues, social issues, any, any issue, there was like a period in 2020 that it was raised and we had we had like lots of table talks about stuff that was going on are there any particular conversations or issues that whether we had or you had with other people that like were really impactful on you moving forward that impacted me yeah I mean, like again i, I, I Right, and I get what you're saying, and maybe, right, and I understand, like, maybe, like, listening to my intuition may not be the, may not necessarily be, like, the the reason for me making choices in my life. There are other influences, well, if that's what you're no, getting no, at I, or no. N- not quite. Or I you're trying to go another like, direction just, because I'm... No, no, I, I'm curious <laughs> about, like, I think 2020 was a year where, again, a lot of people... You and I, I know my friends and I, your friends and you, like everyone had discussions about what was going on, particularly here in the United States. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the coronavirus. We're dealing with a crazy election. We're dealing with race issues. Uh, we're dealing with police, po- uh, enforcement of police. Like each one of those things are conversations that people were having that, I, I, I don't know, for, like for me, a lot of them were really impactful. It's maybe for a long time i never thought about politics the way i did until 2020 and the election right i didn't think about like race in the united states the way i do now until 2020 the conversation was happening so um it's not just about like whether intuition or other influence but rather just in looking back on what last year was for you or like what what are the, the themes that you pull out most from it as you move forward into 2020? Uh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> from 2020, it was, and I've said this to you, it's the 20, getting 2020 vision, the year of reflection. It was a year of mass chaos, but also the year of just reflecting and I don't know just being exposed too I feel like a lot of things were exposed with the race thing with what's going on and the whole thing around race that just created a lot of awareness for a lot of people like how you said for example i didn't think about race so i didn't i never really thought about race that way until 2020 but for me i always thought about race that way because you grew up in the new york city bubble and i didn't i was the the only brown girl in my entire high school 
in Connecticut. So for me, I always knew race was that way because that's the way I experienced it. And for you and a lot of people in America are now seeing that. So for me, it was like another day. So I guess maybe the whole race thing, I didn't take much away from it because I always knew it was there. But now I got exposed. But so for that whole race thing, I don't see that as a true takeaway. But for me, like I said, I think it was my takeaway was um, the effect it had on my career and me trying to figure out what I wanted, what what I truly want to do with my life. And, and it was hard for me to do that. It really was. Why, why do you say that? Like, what was, what was the challenge in trying to, f- in, again, trying to decipher what it is that you want in your life moving forward? Just finding what I really wanted, finding my true, my true purpose. But the more and more I say that and think about it in my life, the more and more I feel like there really is no purpose. Ah, John is laying all over me. I really, sorry. (laughs) I really shouldn't be calling it a purpose. I feel like maybe at the end of the day, I am living my purpose. And like I've said before, like this is where I am meant to be right now. I don't know. I just, I I feel like 2020 certainly wasn't a turning point for me. Maybe that's why it's kind of like, yeah, it happened, but I feel like I take that as a lesson learned and move on. And I try to be a better person every day from it. I forgot, who was I listening to? I don't know if it was a podcast or what. And the, someone shared that, like, the, what you should really focus in on is you shouldn't be results-oriented. You should be process-oriented. And such, like, maybe you're onto something. It's like right. not... Exactly. You detach from the result. And, well, it's called, and I know you're, you're not a fan of surrendering, but... Because I don't know what that means. I call it surrendering. Because, and I know other people out there have heard it called, you surrender... And you just let let go, let God. Let go, let God, be still and know that I am God. That's, it's that just, and I think, and you're right, that's how I feel like I live my life. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna let it be. I'm gonna move on. And I'm going to trust in the guidance and in what comes to me, the opportunities that come to me and the opportunities that I go for and those doors that open for me. So maybe that's why I feel like with 2020, it was my, it was an opportunity to learn and to steer me in another direction because it certainly did with my career. What are some takeaways or lessons you've learned living with me? 
Okay, so now we're gonna go there. Got it. Yeah. What? You're what? like, okay, we're done with surrendering and universe guidance. So let's talk about I me. I just, I just listened to what the universe <laughs> no. told me to ask. What is it like living with you? Do you really want to know? Does everyone really want to know the answer to well, this question? Don't throw me under the bus, but it's quite the experience. I have never, and we have never lived with significant others before. Me and you, we haven't. Um, and it is, it is something to really, it takes time. It takes time to really adapt and, and be mindful and, and accepting of the other person for what they do, how they live, just like on a day-to-day -day basis, a lot was a, a lot came out when we moved in, and I'm like, oh god, he does this every morning. Like what? Like why is okay? Yep, got it. And then that also came with you and and Uncle John. I have a cat, but she she likes to be alone, so I'm fine with that. But but Uncle John, he's a lot. He's a lot to deal with as a dog. And I feel like I'm the co-parent in the household. I feel like I'm co-parenting. <laughs> or I'm the stepmom or something. I don't know. But living with you, it's been fun. Like, honestly, they're really, I think the good definitely weighs the bad. I think we both have our habits that we may not like about each other, but it's fun living with you and it's fun knowing that I have someone to come home to every night and talk to and I never had that before. Would you, looking back either on your own life or if you could tell your younger self to do it just to do it, live with someone for the, for the experience of living with someone. Whether, like, irrespective of the outcome, whether or not they... Experience of living with someone? Yeah, like, would you... I think if I go back to my, to my younger self, I'd say, Rich, even if you don't... Forget about whether or not you would... Where a relationship would end up. I'd say, live with somebody. Because it's just like the act itself is so invaluable. It is. So would you tell your younger self to just... I don't know... Pick, pick a random significant other in your life. And would you, would you say to your younger self now, if you pass in the street, hey, younger Steph, you should consider moving. Living, in, living with them? Yeah. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I honestly wouldn't. Because my younger self, I'm thinking about my 20s, and Lord only knows what I was thinking, what the heck I was doing in my 20s. I don't even know what the hell I was doing in my 20s. I was an insecure girl in my 20s. So maybe that's why I'm like, no, I didn't want to live with anybody. I think I, I would tell my younger self to, to... Why? Why would you want to live? I guess maybe I'm also one that likes to be alone. You like to... You like the company. I've always been one that doesn't mind being alone. And I've always been okay with being by myself. I actually like being by myself. I enjoy alone time. 
I could I could be by myself. It's just I spend a lot of time by myself in my office. And mm-hmm. I think as the middle, I, I've shared this, like as the middle child, I didn't really have cousins or anything my age. I was always in between. And so I always had to navigate that. So I never had, we had, I had one friend growing up who was, I think, a year older than me. But he would try to hang out more with like, like the older kids, my older brother, my neighbor. And so while I tried to fit in, I didn't quite fit in. And so I was like, had to like do things on my own. So now it's like, I, when I, when I can be with people in my life, that's why I really enjoy, even if I've got stuff to do, I'd rather, I exchange stuff that I have to do to be with people. So you would change around your schedule to hang out with people. I, I do it all the time. I know. I'm like the total opposite. I'm like, no, I'm busy. Sorry. And trust me, I'm sure my friends can attest to that too. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I, I feel like, and that's where we're different for sure. You're very much an extrovert. I am like the epitome of an introvert. But I do have extrovert tendencies. Like it definitely will come out when needed. But when it does, I afterwards I have to like take a nap because I'm mentally exhausted when I am being extroverted. It's just like, it's mentally draining to talk and just be on. I, uh, yeah, I can't. Is there a difference between being on and being you? Yeah, because sometimes when I'm on, I feel like I am not being myself and I feel like I need to be that way in certain situations and also at work too. I feel like I have to, you're, you're on. I'm talking all day, talking, talking, talking. So in the day I'm like, I feel like I have to shut down. I have to recharge my mental state. <laughs> but that's just your typical introvert though, is just being like that. But you, I feel like when you get home, you're like, or especially if we're, we need to do something after you get home. Like, all right, you get energized like to go out somewhere and you're like, all right, let's go, you ready? All right, oh, that was fun. All right, do you want to, let's, let's go Because otherwise I'm, I'm like, oh, God. I'm and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere else. We already went there, let's just go back home. <laughs> but I appreciate that because you're the one that pushes me to like keep going somewhere. Let's go out, let's go somewhere, have a drink. I'm like, all right. Because otherwise, I probably wouldn't. I certainly would take that option to just chill out at home and eat popcorn and drink wine. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> now, speaking of pushing boundaries and bringing it back to podcast, we broached the idea of starting a podcast around relationships. Oh, yes, we did. Now, let me ask you this. As we're recording this, Mm-hmm. And and what we've talked about, like you wanting to do X, and but still not sure what that is and whatnot. How do you feel? Do you feel any other way right now in this very moment about launching a <laughs> podcast? I mean, we could do it. So you're trying to convince me to do the podcast? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and the AR Nation wants to know. 
No, I I definitely feel like after doing this with you, I was a little nervous at first. I'm like, oh God, what is that guy going to ask me? And I'm like, can you edit that? I uh, hope you can because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But no. <laughs> it will not be edited. <laughs> I am too tired to edit. No, but definitely. I would be open to definitely doing a podcast. I think we need to practice on what we're going to say because this definitely was a conversation. I mean, yes, it was a conversation, but it was definitely unscripted. Not that it needs to be. I prefer my conversations unscripted. Yeah, same here. But I think maybe you do a better job at staring me in the right direction. <laughs> you can, I, can always, I can always I tell a, a pre-thought-out answer. And it's frustrating because... Oh, I know. Like, I, I don't want to say it's artificial, but... Like, I don't know. I, I don't think I want to hear someone's... Like a, a slogan. This is my slogan that I, I, I can pitch. I know. I like, I like raw, And you can tell when someone like had that answer in their head. Like, you didn't just think of that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> like, leave softball for softball. Not softball and anything else. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that's a great, I think we had a great idea and I should stop procrastinating on that. And just definitely, I think talking about our relationship period would be interesting and then just let that evolve and see what becomes of it. We could talk about marriage and kids and so when can all we, the when, things. When can we expect that podcast? <laughs> you know what? When can Asking, we expect that I think we're done with this. No. <laughs> No, as, it can coming soon. All right, all right, that's fine. TBD. I'll 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 take that because trust me, <laughs> I've got I've got the capacity for one more podcast. I want you to to wind us down as we're as we're coming to a close here. Like where where do you see? If I can ask you this, mm-hmm. well, I'm asking, but mm-hmm. if I can ask you, where do you see the adulthood? Well, if I can take one step back. What value, if any, have you gotten from checking out the Adulthood Reveal podcast? I would really like to know that. I don't think I've ever asked you that. What value? Yeah. Um, you know what? Honestly, and you probably would never think this, it's the way you phrase your questions. And I pointed that out in the beginning and I said, you're a really good listener. And you are very good at articulating the question in a way where it's not just a yes or no. It's um, it's in a way, but it's also not. I don't know. I, it's I like the way that you ask questions. I guess I've I've found that the way you ask questions are are really good. And I guess maybe that's not the best word to describe it, but but I like it. And I think that's one thing I've always liked and I and I look forward to hearing when you talk to other people is you asking the question like, okay, they said that and so where are you going to take the conversation next? Like what question are you going to ask next? Maybe just for me knowing you. Um, but yeah, I think you're that is like your skill of being able to kind of be that good interviewer for an interviewee. I appreciate that 
flattering me in that way, who who would <laughs> if you can pick someone celebrity wise for <laughs> me to interview and maybe I'll tag them on this, hopefully they'll respond. But who who should I or who would you like to see me have a conversation? Who would I like to see have a conversation? I mean, there's tons of people. Are you kidding me? Tons. But for what I feel your odd, for what you have grown this to be as an AR nation, it, I think it definitely would have to be related to business. I mean, in my mind, I think of like my thought leaders, but I feel like it may not necessarily make sense in your podcast world. And I, I'm thinking of like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos or someone who thought way outside of the box and just created this like beyond, beyond imagination thing that created billions of dollars because they took that risk. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Unless, I mean, you tell me. I'm gonna, well, I was hoping you were going to say Obama, President Obama, but... <laughs> but see, I, I feel like I would have never thought about him because I feel like your whole theme of your podcast is not political. It's not about politics. Correct. It's you not about politics. Right. And just because Barack Obama is Barack Obama, I mean, one of the coolest people that we know in the world, duh. But I don't feel like it would make sense for you to interview Barack Obama on this podcast. If I'm right, if my memory serves me correctly, when he invited Henry Louis Gates and that police officer to the White House to have a beer, he served Budweiser. Okay. And what's my beer of choice? Uh, you guys like the same beer. Yes. So that is the reason why. I think we have lots of like com- things in common. President Barack Obama and I. on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And he's left-handed. I think he's left-handed. <laughs> oh boy, guys have a lot in common. <laughs> I think it's that's more than enough to get started. S- Stephanie, I, I owe you so much gratitude, not only for our relationship but for that day, because without that day, where you asked me poignantly like am i happy with my life this podcast would not have been born so the ar nation and myself owes you a debt of gratitude thank you for calling me out on my nonsense thank you for lighting a fire under my butt to actually pursue the things that like make me happy to do with my finite time on this earth Um, but I want to turn it over to you if, as we wrap up here, if you have any words, parting words, that is for the AR Nation. My parting words would be, bye for now. (laughs) Those are my words. (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) No, I, parting words, just... Thank you all for being there. Thank you all for listening to my boyfriend 
talk for those of you who've stuck around for the hundredth episode. <laughs> now you've met the person who helped birth this AR nation and beyond. And hopefully you'll see me again in our new podcast that we have coming soon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can work on I'm you done. can work on the creative and whatnot for that and scheduling. Very cool. Stephanie Reveron the one of the founders of the adulthood revisited podcast yes. thank you thank you so much ar nation it's been quite a journey 100 episodes really fun um this episode is really fun just it's not the normal structure of you know having having a guest on and um you know exploring what their what their past is this is awesome for me with my girlfriend just looking back and and what's the experience been like for me um, and for us, hopefully you found it entertaining, enjoyable, and you know, you'll stick around for another hundred episodes. And I, I look forward to seeing where this podcast goes, how it grows, um, and all the cool stuff that comes with it. So again, thank you, AR Nation. And with that, until next time, take care, be well, bye for now. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who've sold millions of dollars in products and services online, as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.